Hi, this is Kara Kading, and as part of the Milliger family, I'd love to introduce you to our new podcast. Everything we do here at Milliger's is done to enhance the lifestyle of our customers. Our products and services add beauty and enjoyment and just make life a little more rewarding. We are first and foremost growers, and one of the things we do best is to open a world of beauty to people through plants. And plants enrich our lives in so many ways, from cleaning our air to making everyone feel better. And everything else that we do or sell gradually evolved from our wanting people to feel better and enjoy life. Kara Kading here, and I am with the microgreen king. This is Dave Milliger. This is your first time on our podcast. Yeah, it's my first time. <laughs> and you are the son of the tomato king, Mr. T, Kevin Milliger. And uh, how does that feel? Uh, feels good. Feels good. I'm yeah, glad to be here. I'm glad to be he, part uh, of the whole thing. He, did, he really taught you a lot that you know now. Just like me, you grew up here. I mean, the two of us ran around together and jumped in those bags of soil and made yeah. forts and rode our bikes all over the place. And Yeah, I remember my dad uh, showing me. He worked on the perennial lot in those days, and I would be good just walking around with him. I would be cleaning up the empty flats and empty pots and gathering and sorting those. Finding the slugs in the bottom. Yeah, that was always good. <laughs> I will admit I was a little jealous of you because you were working on the perennial lot with your dad and he taught you all the names of the perennials. Like you knew all of them. And I was like, what? How does he know all this? I do not. And I, of course, have always remained in annuals and will remain there. Annual queen and love container gardening, that sort of thing. But I was like, how is he five years old? <laughs> and he knows all of these names. I, just being able to identify the plants is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I uh, I forgot all those, but uh, now I'm <laughs> But now, now you I'm know microgreens. Guy. Yeah, yeah. annuals and microgreens, yes. Let's talk about this a little bit. So obviously, we grew up here together at Milliger's. You helped me out a ton. I used to be the annual lot manager, and you were my sidekick there. We had so much fun. Then you went off to college, came back to Milliger's in... 2012. So this will be my 10th spring. Got it down now, I think. Well, you do a great job. So you do a lot more than just, obviously, the microgreens and the lettuce. You're our, really our assistant grower here and Ron Peterson's right-hand man with what needs to get done in the greenhouses. Yeah, yeah, we're busy. There's so much to do all the time, but Ron does a great job in learning what I can. Well, you do an amazing job, and especially at our workshops. So thankful for you for all the workshops that we do here at Milliger's. You are the one to be able to get things prepped and ready. How many hanging baskets did you hang from our jumbo hanging basket workshop this year? 720 or so, something like that. That's insane. Yeah, it was a lot. You get free workouts here at Milliger's, so. <laughs> right, yeah, that was good. Okay, so we really advanced to growing lettuce and microgreens. I think just because we had a passion for trying to promote and trying to offer our customers something healthy, something natural, something they could trust. And our lettuce experiments in the beginning, what were we growing in the beginning? How many pounds of lettuce do you think it was? I don't know. For a while, maybe 50 pounds a week. But we tried all different kinds of things, all different kinds of lettuce, like 20 different varieties to see what we liked or what we didn't like. We ultimately settled on... I guess what we've got now are super green mix. Yeah, so the super greens mix. And it has quite a loyal following. I see you at the farmer's market and people are always coming up and wanting those fresh greens. And it's so great that they can get them all year long. And what is in the super greens mix? Red and green leaf lettuce, mostly, with some, uh, there's some tatsoi and a couple of mizunas in there too that kind of give it a little little extra kick, uh, mm -hmm. a little extra flavor. 
shortly after we figured out the lettuce, which took a long time to get it to where it is today, but we started diving into the microgreens as well. Lettuce seemed like it was so much harder than microgreens just because the crop time on it, how long does it take like by the time that you, when you seed it? It's either, it's somewhere between four and six weeks generally. Some of them are mixed together and some are separate and then you hand mix everything together, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So is the timing different on those? Uh, or is about it? a one week braising mix with a mizuna and the tatsoi, that's about a week faster than the lettuce. Okay, so you got your timing down, but just trying to figure out like what container we were going to grow these in. I remember when we thought we could do kind of like a cut and come again thing, so we would harvest the lettuce and then we would let it come back, but then it just, the quality wasn't the same. and Yeah, that did not always work, and then it was hard to tell where you've been cutting and where you haven't and how old it was <laughs> uh, because it starts to get a bitter flavor after a while, especially in the summer months, it'll start bolting and you can't really get a good quality, crisp, tasty lettuce anymore. And we were cutting it all pretty much by hand at first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We would just go with <laughs> crates and scissors and go in there and cut. Actually, I, st- I still do that today uh, sometimes. But Well, yeah. when you need like an emergency package or something yeah, like sure. that. Mm-hmm. And then... Of course, winter was a challenge because if anyone has ever tried growing lettuce in the winter in Wisconsin, we don't really get a lot of sunshine here and the days are pretty short. So all of a sudden we realized our lettuce was just, it was so thin. Yes, it's hard really to maintain slow good to quality. Grow. Yeah, it takes a lot longer. You got to bump up the time frame for the crop to grow and some supplemental lighting is good. We got a few of these special lights to do that. And what are they, eye grow lights or something like that? Is that what they're called? I think so, yes. They're <laughs> magnetic induction lighting that uh, wow. provides like the full, full spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. So that made a huge difference, finally getting our lettuce back to kind of like the proper weight and nutrition, of course, is really important. And then expanding from there, we're like, hey, we should do these microgreens because, well, their crop time is a lot shorter, right? Yeah, that's only about a week, maybe two weeks, depending on the variety. Crops. Yeah. And you have eight different varieties of microgreens right now. I mean, we tried. I know that there were some different ones that have Yeah, some gone. lesser known varieties <laughs> that we uh, don't have anymore, but we tried them on. So on which eight do we have now? Uh, we've got peas and sunflower. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, what are those peas, peas yes. called? <laughs> pop and peas. Super sunnies are the sunflower sprouts. Sweet and neat mix. It's got kale, kohlrabi, cabbage, and mizuna. Crush and kale. Booyah broccoli. My, <laughs> my, my dad came up with that one. Uh, that was good. Your dad, actually, no, he's actually pretty funny. So that oh, I believe it sure. that he came up with that. Rock and radish. That was like the first one that you had in mind. Remember we had little characters <laughs> kind of like remember. for Yeah, my friend one. designed some caricatures. We never used those, but. Where uh, are they? Uh, we should, we should bring them back. You should put them at the farmer's market, like little. They could be like the California raisins. Yeah, yeah they're kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> Microgreens. Yes. <laughs> I've got a country mix, radish, dill, and arugula, and cress are in that one, and then a zesty mix with uh, mustards. And there were some that like just didn't make it. I mean, I was so excited for, well, not only the name, but the color of like bumping beets. I thought that was so cool. And what happened to the beets? I just couldn't get a good germination rate, and they weren't coming up very well, and you'd have to grow so much just to get like a couple ounce package and I would have had to charge way too much I think to do that and it never <laughs> never really worked out but yeah bumping beats that was maybe I'll have to try, give it a maybe that could be try. like a limited edition and it could just be like yeah. a small like little shot glass size small batch <laughs> yeah. microgreen so those have been going over really well and oh gosh when so when did microgreens start here at Milliger's I, I guess 2014 we got into that 14. 
Do you grow them the same way now as you did in the beginning, or was there things that changed? Well, a lot of it is the same. We tried a few different mediums to grow it in and uh, just settled on regular potting soil because that's what we have got the most of, and that's what our operation well, It seems like our milligram mix seems to... Like the plants just perform better in there with the nutrition and let's say growing your lettuce or your microgreens in actual soil instead of like hydroponically or something like that. It seems like the nutrition is better. They last longer. Yeah. The microgreens are in the Dutch greenhouse. Right. Yeah. They've been in the same spot for a while. And then there's another big set of lights up in there and that's extending the daylight hours a little bit. So that helps. Yes. I'll see those We've got a big misting boom in there too that we have got going 24-7 that keeps them nice and moist when they're germinating, which is ideal. Sometimes I see you back there in the greenhouse and you're you're moving flats around. And I mean, there's obviously a rotation that goes like, which microgreens get to grow underneath the lights? Yes, because they all germinate at a little bit different rates. They're all about a week or two, but some are five days and some are nine days. And you want to be able to harvest them in the same day. So then you have to seed them at the appropriate time. And we're seeding something every day of the week. And some of the seeds have to be soaked in water for say 12 hours before that so you got to do that the day before and plan this whole thing out and when they're germinated then you move them out of this misting area into the lights and then they stay there until they're ready to be harvested nice do you have a personal favorite i guess i like the zesty mix a lot i like the mustard greens it looks nice and it's got a nice bite to it i put on just about anything yeah whenever i'm standing next to you at the farmer's market people are like what are these can you plant these it's like no these are microgreens and you can put them on soups salads sandwiches put them on your eggs your tacos and i like to eat a lot of them too i can put like an ounce worth on a sandwich at a time and just uh, oh yeah on a sandwich i love to just sometimes i'll just open the container and put some salad dressing on there and just eat it like my salad i mean it's so good yeah really the whole focus and the reason why we're growing microgreens is because of their nutritional value it's just amazing how much nutrition is in the microgreens what makes them what makes them so good all the nutrition for that particular variety of vegetable or whatever you're growing is already in that seed. So when it sprouts up, it's very concentrated and up to 40 times more concentrated than is in a fully mature cabbage head or broccoli. Yeah. So like that booyah broccoli, what's in that whole head of broccoli is basically in those little cotyledons that we're eating. Right. It's pretty awesome. I've got customers who just come for that and they get a few containers a week of that just because they're on this health program or something. For broccoli specifically? Yes. Yeah. Do they just come up and say that? <laughs> uh, no, they should though. <laughs> okay, guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you come to the farmer's market, you can walk up to Dave and let him know that you listen to this just by going, booyah. Yep. Okay, so you're at the farmer's market. Now I remember the reason actually why we started, not why we started a farmer's market, but how we really got into the farmer's market was all of a sudden we had an abundance of lettuce. We had like 20 extra pounds of lettuce. There was a restaurant up in Milwaukee that closed for a couple of weeks and they were ordering from us and then just said, oh, by the way, <laughs> we're going to be closed for two weeks. And we're like, um, we can't shut off the lettuce. So my friend Heidi Fannin was like, hey, why don't you just bring it down to the Racine Farmer's Market? And I shared a booth with my friend Jill Fulmer. She was selling worm poop at the time and I was like, just right next to her. And we sold out of the lettuce so fast. I mean, I let people have samples of it. I had a little bowl there and people just loved it. And then the farmer's market was so much fun. And I remember you came down there and you and your dad were down there together. Yeah. And at that time we just had lettuce. We didn't really, we didn't have anything else at that time. I've got a picture actually that I see regularly of my dad and I, and it's, we've got these trays of wheatgrass there, but they're like super overgrown. I don't even know what (laughs) I'm doing there with that tray. That is like so embarrassing, but they, uh, 
There's this huge, it's not <laughs> we even green learning. anymore. It's like alcoholic or something, but without, like, <laughs> advertising, I don't even know. But uh, yeah, well, I, I, I look at that somewhere. picture regularly and I remember that market. Yeah. So then we were at the Racine Farmer's Market and then in the wintertime, we didn't really have a place to go. So we were at the Kenosha Harbor Market inside there. We did outside, I think for one summer, a maybe there, at least, yeah. yeah, two summers, maybe. And that was a ton of fun. And I just love the energy and the enthusiasm at a farmer's market and the engagement that you get to have with a customer of, of really getting to share your passion and the product and getting them, you know, a free tasting and that conversation going. And that was really what sparked the idea of having a farmer's market right here at Milliger's. Yes, that was great. <laughs> uh, I remember being really excited about starting a market here and you were really spearheading that and doing everything to get that going. And I remember being excited to be able to sell my greens right here at the same place we grow them. Yes. And I just knew that was going to go over well. I remember the first one, I sold so much arugula and lettuce, just like it could not keep up. It was so busy and so, so much energy, like you say. Yeah, that first market was November of 2014. And I remember being so nervous because I didn't know if people would really understand the concept of like the farmer's market at Milliger's and where it was going to be and who was going to be here. And I was so afraid that, you know, what if what if nobody shows up? But it was just right from the start, it was just booming. And you really... I mean, when you think about, I'm sure you see customers now that were at those very first farmers markets that have been loyal to you that come every single, every single Sunday, really. I mean, you're one of the first booths that people hit up because you've got the fresh produce there and yeah, I, uh, you're next of, to the Bloody Mary bar. That's right. That's, I'm in <laughs> prime location. But yeah, a lot of times I cut the lettuce that morning or the microgreens and they're all fresh and people come right away to me and they get, they get that and other things I sell at the booth. Yeah, it's great that it can be, I mean, sometimes when you're setting up, someone is cutting the lettuce and brings them down to you in waves. Yeah. I mean, how much fresher can you get than that? Yeah, it is right there, grown right there, harvested right there. We're going to love to talk about, we'll have to do another podcast just all about farmer's market oh, yeah. fun because that's one of my favorite things. On that one. <laughs> yeah. Then we also deliver our microgreens to several places here in southeast Wisconsin. I started going to uh, Piggly Wiggly and we did that, I think, right away in 2003. 13 or 14. Yeah, I think uh, Ralph there at Piggly Wiggly was our Ralph first Mousy, customer yeah. that we just came and said, Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, we're growing this local. He loves local. And so um, trying to figure out, you know, can we put our lettuce in here? Can we do some microgreens? And he's still an existing customer. Yeah, we go there every week. That's awesome. And then Woodman's and at the Outpost Natural Foods in Milwaukee, they've got four locations where they're, we do twice a week delivery to those locations. And so they've got some really fresh stuff and really they get a lot of it. I remember when we had to make the decision, they're like, okay, everyone loves these, but we need two deliveries a week. And we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that took a whole extra harvest to kind of design and whole schedule to add into the regular schedule we already have. So that was fine. It was just some extra work, but that's that's what you got to do to get the fresh. And they have four locations up in Milwaukee? Yeah, they're in Bayview and Wauwatosa, Mequon, and kind of on Capitol Drive on the east side. And a lot of times in the beginning... You and I were the ones, and Elsa and Philip too, but like delivering these. I remember carrying black crates and knocking on doors and trying yeah. to, even trying to get people to sample our microgreens or our lettuces. Yeah, and I remember doing that. Yeah, I used to deliver all the outposts by myself once a week. Well, everywhere, I guess. But that was that Doing was that fun. whole just, route in Milwaukee. Yeah, it was fun just to be involved in everything from start to finish. The whole process was interesting. And then Woodman's, did you say? Just in Oak Creek right now. And they, they just get microgreens, but they get quite a bit every week, too. They've so done well. That's awesome. Yeah. And Bray's Restaurant, of course, up in Milwaukee. And they have a distributorship where they deliver to some other, some small restaurants there. Yeah, up in Milwaukee. And then out west a little bit at Y East Pizza, they take arugula and lettuce. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure the arugula on pizza is amazing. Yeah. Now you just started down here in Racine at the Racine Yacht Club, right? Yeah, this is going to be the second season, but they get lettuce and microgreens there. I'm featured on their menu. They've got a meatless burger, a, a plant-based <laughs> burger that has uh, microgreens with it. So that's that's kind of fun. That's awesome. We started with lettuce. Arugula kind of came in hand-in-hand hand with that. Microgreens. And then we were growing wheatgrass. Yeah, wheatgrass, we started out pretty early. Just kind of heard about the health benefits of it, and let's just do that. And I think we were growing it and just doing, we didn't even have a juicer or anything. We were just selling the trays down to Cir- when Circa Celeste was downtown oh, yeah. Racine he with Ben. I think he bought like that. one yeah. or two trays a week, and we were so excited. <laughs> yeah, wheatgrass is great to grow, too. I remember the first time I grew some, I seeded it and put it with the microgreens and walked you know away pretty much. And just a couple days later, I looked, and there was these big flats of grass and I was like, what is the, who put that there? Like, why is that here? And then I went over there and realized it was the wheatgrass and it had grown to like six inches tall. It was almost flopping over. Wow. Less than a week. And it was just rich green. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is going to be easy. And we experimented with a few different varieties of this wheatgrass. And I tried to get the sweetest one, sweetest tasting. I guess somehow we got a juicer and started doing shots. I don't know when that happened. Well, I mean, you know, right now away. I remember as we're sitting here, I remember that Ambrosia juice in Kenosha. Oh, yeah. And she would get like, I don't know, eight or ten trays every single week. Right. Yeah, they and were juicing. So, and then when I would deliver sometimes, then I would go get a wheatgrass shot. And I'm like, this is amazing. I had a hand crank juicer for a while. Right. And then with the farmer's market, I think we're like, people need a wheatgrass shot. They need to start off their day with a wheatgrass shot. I remember you had this Omega juicer, then the electric one, which has really got it going. And then we were selling shots. And you did a little research on the juicers and you found... Yeah, I got another like commercial grade one. When I, I talked to the salesman and he claims to be the wheatgrass king of New York, <laughs> supplying all these restaurants and businesses there. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, I've had this machine for more than five years and it's working really well. I think I only broke one piece of it. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, f- I got the replacement piece. Thank you. Okay. Thank yes. you. I broke no, it's I good. broke uh, it. I like that. And so wheatgrass shots, people come to you at the farmer's market. Now yeah. you can get these here at Milliger's on Sundays. Every Sunday at the market and usually on wheatgrass Wednesday, I had to take a little hiatus in the spring because I was just so busy. But I think next week, Wednesday, will be a back. Wheatgrass back Wednesdays are back, guys. Just juice everything right in the morning and put it up in our cooler up where I saw the microgreens in the atrium checkout area. And you can come get them. It's really, you guys, like, it's up to you. If you come in and you buy the wheatgrass shot on Wednesdays, wheatgrass Wednesdays will remain. But if you're not coming, <sighs> right. just juice this for ourselves. But why? Why is, why is, why is this little one-shotter... So um, good for you. Well. And should you put it in your Bloody Mary? <laughs> yeah, you can. It changes, turns the whole thing dark green. It's but pretty it's, ugly, uh, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's okay. I, I prefer know. to do it by itself. Yeah, you're supposed to take it on an empty stomach, they say. Okay. On a regular basis, just like an ounce or two. You don't need to get like a gallon or something. You just have a, an ounce or two, but it's got to be fresh. They say the nutritional value depletes very quickly. Okay. Which, and that's uh, why, I like, at the market, you're juicing right there. Yeah. Usually, and getting yeah, everyone to fresh. a little bit ahead of time, but yeah. sometimes, usually it's just right there when you ask for it. Right. It's got all this chlorophyll, 70% chlorophyll, which helps deliver this oxygen to your blood and oxygenate that, which is good for all your organs and everything, uh, and most importantly, your brain. And that's I super, want to take super, care of my brain, super for important. sure. Yeah. It's got all kinds of minerals and elements in it and vitamins very high concentrations of that. I read this book. It's just called The Wheatgrass Book by Ann Wigmore. She's been a cheerleader for this uh, yes. for a long time. But the book is 
It just goes on and on about all these benefits of, for everything, including like your hair and your skin and your teeth, your nails, everything, literally. I remember reading that at the market and I just kept drinking shot after shot. <laughs> no, I got to have another shot. This is awesome. I need it for my hair. Take a but shot. Yeah, they talk about preventing cancer and treating like a cut on your skin, like with a poultice of like the pulp. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It. Even when I have a wheatgrass shot, I can almost instantly feel just more alive, a little more energetic, just from that one shot. And one shot is equal to how many leafy green vegetables? Like two pounds of leafy green vegetable. Yeah, so you can either eat two pounds of leafy green vegetables or do a wheatgrass shot. It's pretty incredible. People come and they do it and then they have their teeth are all green. And then I'm like, oh, it's good for your teeth too. Yeah, so you're supposed to not suck it off of your teeth. You're supposed to like leave that green on your teeth because it is really good for your teeth and the enamel and I don't know, all that good stuff. So I try to try to leave my teeth green for as long as possible. That's that's the way to do it. <laughs> is there anything that you've been thinking about maybe experimenting with or expanding on to like <laughs> any other microgreen? We've tried regularly, I'd say I try something. I remember carrots. I was so sort of excited yeah, for I mean, carrots, carrots, cilantro, and onions and whole, you know, uh, different herbs. Kooky carrots. <laughs> yes, I don't know if that was an official character, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't think carrot ever like no, really made it because it did, just didn't. You can grow it and it comes up, but I don't know who's going to want to buy that. And uh, it takes a lot to fill, to make two ounces worth in a little package. I know. I think these got to so, be little bitty like and one hitters. Sometimes I got customers that are like overwhelmed with too many choices of microbes to buy and then they're just like whoa what is all this and i have to you know explain it so sometimes i even think i grow too many but eight's probably a good number yeah so we're set here but i'm open to suggestions if anyone uh (laughs) really wants something uh, i love radishes because like the rock and radish is so beautiful like those stems are red and then when you like you put it on a burger or in your salad it just it makes it so beautiful and nutritious and I like to encourage people like your microgreens are not just a little side garnish or a little sprinkle on your salad it's something that you can put on pretty generously because you know the nutritional value is so high yeah the more colors more colorful they are the higher the nutritional value and I use it yeah like a base sometimes I don't even use lettuce I just throw all kinds of microgreens in a bowl and then chop up other vegetables in it and that's a good way to go that's my meal I love it well moving on to summer I do like having the farmer's market outside it's it's nice outside yeah sometimes there's a challenge with the weather not so comfortable if it's cold or raining but we make do sometimes I I really think I prefer it inside it's just uh more unique kind of I feel like I'm in a special place yes expo greenhouse something that you can't get anywhere else yeah truly we have a whole ritual with a farmer's market when it's inside in the expo greenhouse all the vendors get there and they start wheeling in their stuff and we turn on some farmer's market music and it gets all the vendors in a good mood yeah and it's warm in there we got the heaters blowing away yeah uh, people come in and they're anyway it's summer now and it feels good to get outside too so yeah, a nice little change of pace, and we're there probably till September, and we'll be moving back in. Well, it's a great addition to Milliger's. So thankful for you and all that you do, and really keeping an eye on things and making sure that we're growing the good stuff, and for all the research and exploring and everything we've ventured through together. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. It's great to be here. All right, Dave, you can see the microgreen king, of course, anytime here at Milliger's, but he's at the farmer's market here on Sundays. This is a year-round farmer's market on Sundays from 10 to 2 at the Milliger's Racine location. Thanks, Dave. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast. 
be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on all the latest information and happenings here at Milligers. You can find out more details about our events on our website at milligers.com. We would love to hear from you. Send us your suggested topics and questions to me at gardengirl at milligers.com. Thanks again for listening and just keep growing.